Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. 11 to 1 on LMFM. I love a good murder mystery and award-winning crime and mystery writer Fiona Sherlock from Becht of County Meath has just written a great book that is guaranteed to keep you on your toes guessing who's done it. It's called 12 Motives for Murder and it's told entirely through interviews. There's one body, 12 suspects. P.I. Elizabeth Chalice needs your help to solve the case. The book is a must for fans of crime and murder mystery and I'm delighted to be joined once again by the talented author Fiona Sherlock. How are you doing, Fiona? Hi, Sinead. Delighted to be with you, as always. Oh, great to have you back on the show. Now, you've all the makings of a great murder mystery here. You've got one body, 12 suspects, all in the same family in the midst of a Christmas gathering. Tell us more about the plot. Mm. So, uh, 12 Motives for Murder is uh, set in a villa on the banks of Lake Como in 1953. Um, I wrote it during the pandemic, so it was a a great sort of escapism for me at the time, but it's also a very glamorous setting. And as we expect in a lot of the sort of golden age detective fiction, uh, beautiful setting, very glamorous people. And that means lots of very bad secrets that they want to keep hidden. Um, And that's where all of the 12 suspects come in. Uh, everybody has something very serious to hide and of course they have 12 uh, very sinister motives as to why they would want to kill John T. Caswell Jones. Mm. Um, so it's a unique format in that uh, basically the listener or the reader, because there's an audiobook version as well, is, is sitting in on the interviews with Elizabeth Chalice. Um, the detectives. So they get to kind of play along and, you know, see who is counter counteracting somebody else. And I'm a big believer in actually making your own of books and paperback books. And the idea with the book is that people can almost kind of make notes uh, in the side and, you know, refer back. It means that, it, you know, if you want to see if somebody has contradicted themselves, you can double check. OK. Um, yeah. So you are the detective. You're almost like the detective's assistant throughout this, which is great. And um, I love that this is set at Christmas time because it makes it more shocking that this could happen, you know, at around a time of joy. That idea that there's darkness underneath the kind of festive lights, you know. Yeah, and I think, you know, we live very sort of uh, safe and sanitised lives. I think that's one thing that the pandemic has shown us, that uh, up until then, a lot of us had lived, you know, you know, without, uh, we didn't go to war, you know, we haven't mm. had mass, mass plagues and things like that, uh, you know, in recent history. Um, and I think one of the reasons why crime fiction and true crime are so popular is that maybe there's some sort of, underlying part of the human psyche that sort of needs that little bit of darkness and by, uh, you know, exploring it time or, you know, uh, safe settings that you just close it up and leave it on the bedside table, maybe that fulfills that need. Well, do you know, I was just going to ask you that because there is uh, such a huge surge in popularity in murder mystery. You know, shows like Line of Duty, novels, documentaries, we can't get enough of it. And you've kind of hit the nail on the head. We're sort of drawn to this macabre, burnt we sort of form of entertainment. 
Yeah, I think it's just everything else is so rosy in the garden that, you know, probably for the first time in, and, and look, I'm not saying that life is perfect because I yeah. know for a lot of people it's not. Um, but like, if you look at how we live now compared to like the entire course of human history where life was nasty, brutish and short and wars were plagues were, you know, they were very common, but they're not anymore. And I think that's, uh, that's why maybe we were kind of like curious about, you know, unsolved cases, unsolved murders, that there's this sort of morbid curiosity that's there. And it's sort of natural, really, because, you know, the kind of sense of what, you know, what does death mean and what does death herald for us? But I suppose that's sort of quite philosophical. And I, you know, as a, as a lover of murder mysteries, I do also love the thrill of, I go to read in a, a kind of a glamorous setting and that's kind of what I've tried to achieve here in that, you know, it's, it's escapism, but it's also interactive. Yes. Um, so, yeah, and it's, it is just amazing, Sinead. I'm so thrilled. I finally got to touch a copy of the paperback um, this week, unfortunately, during to Brexit. And oh, look at it. Lots yeah, of challenges missed. for you with regards to that. Yes. Yeah, we missed publication date. Unfortunately, the books just weren't here. Um, and that's one thing I would say to listeners, um, if they are considering buying book, not just my book, any book for Christmas to do with now, because mm. um, with those those fuel shortages and those delays, like, uh, you know, books are probably going to like sell out and there might be shortages. So I definitely think it's something to do now. Um, so, yeah, but there are finally in the shop. So all oh, the, that's great. All your local bookshops will have a copy of Twelve Motives for Murder. And it is, uh, as you said, it's 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 a must for those people that are really into the to the crime and murder mystery. But tell us a little bit. I know you don't want to give too much away, but what can you tell us about our 12 suspects? OK, so they're all very close members of uh, the Caswell Jones either family or close friends because they're obviously there to spend Christmas together. So we have uh, three spoiled brats oh, uh, who are adults. We've got Thomas, Polly and Flora um, and they all have, uh, you know, very unique sort of emerging personalities. Well, Polly is an art student. Uh, Flora is a very bold schoolgirl, um, and Thomas is a banker. And then there's Johnny's uh, wife, Catherine, uh, she's a retired war, no- war nurse and she is the one who actually invites Elizabeth Chalice, our detective. Okay. She wants to keep it in the family and uh, she doesn't want it to be kind of made a big public public show. We have Jonty's uh, mother, Matilda Caswell-Jones, and she is a right old uh, uh, battle axe. Um, so that's the Caswell-Jones family and we've got a couple of uh, other random collection of people. Matilda, the grandmother, really likes to collect interesting people. And one of those is uh, a Russian ballet dancer. We have an Olympic skier. Uh, we have a, a financial stockbroker. Um, and, and what I try to do is keep um, to honour the tradition of the kind of cast of characters that you would tend to find in murder mysteries. Yeah. But still, to kind of bring it up to date and make it fresh and uh, you know, for example, have a little bit of diversity in there. So our our detective Elizabeth Chalice is from Bolton in Manchester. She's not; she doesn't speak with BBC English perfect accent. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, so that kind of comes through in the in the audio edition of the book. And um, uh, it's the perfect genre, actually, for audio book, isn't it? The murder mystery, because you can kind of listen to it as you're in the car, as you're going on a walk. Maybe it's a, it's a great one. You can kind of get immersed in that whole world as well. And um, normally, you know, you mentioned the um, the the detective there. Normally, the detective has a lot of baggage of their own as well. Normally, you see that, uh, you know, in in different crime novels. What's she like now? Is she kind of coming to the table with a secret of her own? or has she got some baggage there? Snape, don't we all have secrets? <laughs> don't we all have secrets? But uh, yes, Elizabeth, Elizabeth, she was uh, a nurse during the war so she obviously saw a lot of things. She lived as a single woman in Italy in the 50s um, and you know, she works as a private investigator so she has a lot of cards up her sleeve but at the same time she has managed to stay true to her own self uh, and to kind of carry with her a sense of integrity and I think that's what hopefully will uh, help the reader to put their faith in Elizabeth and trust her as an investigator but she like us all has a lot of things in the in the cupboard that she doesn't yeah. necessarily want to come out okay this is, yeah this is the first in in uh, an Elizabeth Chalice series so there's a second book coming out Do you know what you are some woman you just churn these books out you really do and they're always incredible and you know you're you're writing columns each week you're writer in resident you're a busy mum I don't know how you do it all I really don't it's absolutely brilliant but you know when you start to write something like this do you know yourself straight away okay this character is the is the murderer or do you kind of uncover it yourself as you're writing it I am somewhere in the middle. Uh, you know, some people plot minutely um, a book out in advance and other people will totally play it by the seat of your pants. And I I like to nail down all the basics. I like to nail down, you know, who the killer is and, and the main facts of the case. But I still like to leave a little bit of room um, for the story to unfold a little bit because I feel like the writing of it, if you know exactly where everything is going, it can be a little bit dull but mm. if if there's a little bit of leeway um you know for something to happen like you know that a to b needs to happen like somebody needs to be uh conveyed a piece of information but if you don't exactly specify how then when you're writing it sometimes it can come out in the wash and that can be a very thrilling part of writing yes. seeing the story unfold you know and i feel that with 12 motives for murder that it was nearly like a book that i downloaded like from my head, you know, it felt almost like I channeled it. You know, it was like once I got their names, the Caswell Jones names, it's like they all sort of, you know, appeared one by one on the page. And it's I'm actually standing looking at the whiteboard where I first like wrote down all the names I was playing around with. And then you see beside that paperback, yeah, it's to see it in in, in in reality. And I love the name, the Caswell Jones. It's just like straight away you're like, oh, what's going on with these? You know they're wealthy, but there's definitely something kind of dark with them. I love that name. Um, as well as writing the, the murder mystery novels, you create interactive murder mystery games for events over Zoom, which is extremely popular as well. Yeah, they were very popular during the pandemic. If about 20,000 people played them. Wow. Um, oh my God, that's a huge number. <laughs> Yeah, and I suppose, uh, like, we were, look, we were all looking for activities to do um, when we were, you know, sitting in our kitchen playing table quizzes every weekend. But I suppose one place that that has sort of uh, continued is the, you know, hybrid remote working model. Yes. That's probably here to stay, and people are looking for, a lot of organisations are still looking for ways to kind of get everyone together remotely. So, uh, the, the idea of putting on a costume, maybe uh, adapting a southern accent, 
you know, something <laughs> like that. Uh, you know, it, it's something a little bit different. So it, it's remained quite popular. And I suppose, you know, the book is, because the book comes in an audio format as well, and the book itself is sort of designed to be like the notebook. Mm. You know, it's kind of designed to be nearly like a game itself. And uh, an immersive experience so that the reader is one step closer, I suppose, to the action than if you read Sherlock Holmes or something like that. I get it. Yeah, so you're bringing it that one step further, which is brilliant. Uh, you are going to do some book signings very soon. People should maybe keep up to date with your social media for that. Absolutely. I will be now that the books have landed, I'm going to be getting out and uh, signing lots and lots of copies. And also, if any book clubs would uh, would like to have me come and have a chat with them, uh, I, I'd be happy to do so. Oh, that's fantastic. Yes, it would be a great opportunity for, for a book club as well. Fiona, as always, wish you best of luck with this. I've no doubt it's going to fly off shelves, uh, particularly around the Christmas time. Thank you so much for joining me on the show today. Thanks so much, Sinead. Take Th- care. Thanks a million. Fiona Sherlock there. 12 Motives for Murder. It's in all your local bookshops now. 11 to 1 on LMFM. LMFM.